Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So welcome to episode 23. And in this episode, we've got some really interesting things to bring to you. And I am delighted to say that I'm sharing this space with Brooke. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. But she tells me she likes to specialize in inner child work. So we're really going to have a great conversation. So Brooke, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Alison. Thank you for having me. So my name's Brooke Bounds and I'm an inner child coach and I help um, people to understand that their inner child wounds can actually affect how they live as an adult life. And often when we talk about inner child wounds, people say, well, I didn't have a traumatic childhood, so that that's not me. But you don't necessarily have to have an, a traumatic childhood to develop those inner child wounds so um me personally I had a very traumatic childhood I had a, a narcissistic mother and I grew up hearing that I wasn't worthy I was ugly nobody would ever love me I'll never amount to anything and you know I was physically and ver- verbally abused most of my childhood and so obviously I had major inner child wounds of not feeling good enough not feeling worthy lovable or important but you know um I ended up getting coaching and therapy and realized actually that they were my mother's beliefs and not mine. So I could change my beliefs. And that's a great thing. And I help my clients with is that the beliefs that you've got now, you don't have to keep. You can actually change your beliefs and move on and live the life that you really want to live. And my mission is to to help a million people to live the life that they want to live rather than the life they feel that they should live because of, you know, um, inherited beliefs and, and thought patterns that they've had most of their life brilliant i think it's so important isn't it for for us to just pause sometimes and think about why things might not be going the way that we want them to so i you know a lot of people talk to me about feeling happier feeling more confident feeling more at ease with themselves and sometimes we have to do some quite deep work don't we to get that to get those results. And, you know, yes, myself included, similar, Brooke, I've done a lot of work, a lot of therapy to get to where I am today. And that doesn't necessarily mean that's what everyone has to do. But I think we have to know, don't we, where some of our stuff comes from, why we don't have, because I see people exhausting themselves, trying to be more of something. But actually, we do, don't we have to pause and think about what might be getting in our way. And I think in this episode, we're going to have a really great conversation about what that might be, and then hopefully some strategies to help us move forward. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Brilliant. So it is a light touch because we've got a, a short space for us to share probably a lot of experience between Brooke and I in this area, because it is an area that I'm interested in too. And I'm very very passionate about people understanding themselves so that they can be their best version of themselves, whatever that might look like. But I think something else that I'm always interested in, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Brooke, is how we use what's happened to us to become that person that is you now, but having had that experience, because it's there's no point in living in a space of blame or regret or horribleness because we've had maybe a tough time and yeah we, we can talk about we can talk as well 
to the people who haven't had that. And I'm interested in your thoughts on when they haven't had that. But I think if we just put a little bit of thought on how we become the new person, even though it's, we're still the same person, but with this experience, what what do you uh, what what's your thoughts on that, Brooke? Well, my thought is, and, and I, I say this to everybody I meet, that I believe that we're all diamonds, but we've just been buried under other people's thoughts and beliefs. And, you know, that I, I help my clients to get back to being that, that original diamond so they can shine however they want to shine. You know, for me, it's impacting the, the world and, and running this big mission, talking on stage, but that may not be for everybody. Some people just want to shine in their job, in their family, wherever it is that they want to shine. So that's what I help my clients do to to lift back those layers, to let them understand actually those beliefs and thoughts that they've got that aren't serving them right now. Okay, let, let's look for where, where they've come from, kind of give them back to, the, to where they've come from and what beliefs and thoughts do you want to have that will help you to move forward? And then we work on creating those new beliefs and those new thoughts so you can actually become the person that you, you were originally supposed to be, that happy, aligned person, you know, doing what you want to do and filling your, your cup full up and, and feeling great about yourself and feeling really fulfilled in life. Mm, I love that. I think it is important, isn't it, for us to take some time to think about the thoughts that we have, our inner self, our inner critic, our inner voice that we all can identify with and work out whose it is, whose voice oh. is it, who is that belief. And I think that's what you were saying earlier, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I work a lot with um, what's called parts work. So I, I believe we've got our, our true self as an adult. We have our inner child and then we have these parts that come up. So when parts come up like self-sabotaging procrastination perfectionism that's our inner child's telling us they don't feel good enough worthy lovable or important or they don't feel safe so procrastination will come in and stop us from doing what we want to do so we stay small and stay safe and procrastination is kind of like tick job done i've done my job so when we feel like we're procrastinating we feel like we're we're being a perfectionist or we feel like we're you know feeling anxious or overwhelmed these are all parts to, and it's our body giving us feedback and letting us know that something isn't quite right there so it's like checking in with your inner child and obviously I go into this a lot deeper with my clients <laughs> over a longer period of time but it's essentially it's instead of fearing those, those feelings coming up where a lot of people say oh yeah well I just got to push that to one side and 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 go through it but actually no it's like welcome them in get curious of why they've, they've turned up and then process all that then you can move on and, and enjoy doing whatever it is you wanted to do now my example I always use is when I first my coach first said to me go do a Facebook live on your personal profile I went oh my goodness so the minute you know your body goes it sends a signal to your subconscious mind to say this isn't safe and it'll find the danger and those protective parts will come in to stop you doing it because it's like, uh oh, you know, we're going to be in danger. Even though logically we know we can do that, we've got the skills and the knowledge, and we know we're perfectly safe to sit in front of a camera and talk and do a Facebook Live. Our body is feeling something completely different because it's kind of transported back to when we were six or seven and something happened. And that for me, when I spoke out as a child, I got into trouble. So my body was going, no, if you speak out on that Facebook Live, you're going to get into trouble even though logically I knew I wouldn't, 
but my body was actually stopping me from doing it. My inner child was stopping me. So I procrastinated to the point of, and I'm sure your viewers can, can relate to this, you know, that kitchen drawer that's always a bit of a mess with the odd pen top, elastic band and paper clip. I even tidied all that up. So that was immaculately tidy before I did my Facebook Live because that suddenly seemed more important because my procrastinating part was huge because it's like, no, if I speak out, I'm in danger. So you can understand why my body didn't want me to speak out. So it's when we understand how our bodies work and it's a bit like our bodies and our inner child controls the actions that we decide to take, even though logically we know that we can do them. If our bodies don't feel aligned with it or on board with it, we're not going to to do that or we're going to push through and absolutely feel horrendous and and put a lot of strain on our our system. Mm, So important to say. I think something that really resonated for me and I talk about this a lot is when something just doesn't serve you anymore, but you can see how it used to. So it used to have a really good purpose. So yours was to not speak up because you would have got told off. A lot of people can identify with staying small, being invisible. It's easier because if you were brought up by parents, maybe who were quite strict and it's just easier to stay small, isn't it? It's easier to stay in the background. And just knowing that you could see why it was helpful but then know that it's not serving you now. But I like to be able to see that it's it was helpful because I think yeah, so yeah. many people get so upset with themselves saying, I know it's bad, it's rubbish, This is I shouldn't be like this. But actually, it, it used to serve you. Yeah. So it was a good thing. And now you're an adult and or you're a young person, you know, you're, you're older and you don't need, don't need this old thing anymore. And I think it's so important to just be able to pause, isn't it, and think about it used to have a really good, job this thing yeah so thank you very much but i don't need it now and i think that's absolutely isn't it that we need to pay attention to is that it did have a purpose don't beat yourself up if you're thinking these things they were there for a reason but that reason has changed now and part of your development is to let go of that idea so that you become the adult that you want to be Absolutely. Like by me keeping quiet as a child kept me safe because I got less less tellings off and I got less um, physical abuse. But obviously now, because I've got a business, I want to be vocal. I want to, to share what I'm doing and I want to help lots of people. So I need to be seen. I need to be heard. So, yes, it was great when I was a child because it kept me safe then. But actually, it's, it's not doing that now because I don't need to be kept safe because, you know, my mother's not going to come in here and, and tell me off or beat me up for for speaking out and saying what I need to say. You know, so it is that real understanding that. But we, what happens is our, our, our minds logically know that we can do these things, but our body because it goes into that fight or flight or freeze situation, automatically reverts back to being that helpless six, seven-year-old and think, okay, well, I need to do what I did back then because it worked back then because we haven't kind of date-stamped it in the past. And that's what I help my clients to do is, is get their, their bodies to realise, okay, that happened when I was six. I'm now 30, 40, 50 years old or wherever how old I am. I don't need that the coping strategy anymore I can have a different one and that's where I talk about you can change your belief system you don't need to believe that anymore that that served you then but it doesn't serve you now so what belief system will serve you now will help you to move forward in your life yeah so you're almost rewriting the stories and the scripts aren't you having paid respect to the fact that it was there and it worked for for a lot of time and I think most people can relate to that when they hear that 
And that's where I think it's really important that we we are highlighting that today because, yeah, otherwise the, the opposite to that is that people are very hard on themselves, very negative about themselves because they think, well, I'm, I'm pretty rubbish and I'm not going to speak up and I'm not going to put my head up. So I think that's really important. And then let's have a think about, well, what then, what sort of strategies do you, I know there's lots and I know that it's over time, but let's have a think about some small tangible things that we could get people to start to think about to to help them move forward if they're becoming aware of this in themselves. What kind of things do you tend to work with for people? It's being aware of your, of your nervous system because, like I said, the minute you go, even if it's a slight thing, it will send a signal to your subconscious mind and, and it will spiral you into like not taking that action. So it's like, okay, noticing how your nervous system is reacting. Are you kind of holding your shoulders up? Are you clenching your jaw? So like drop those shoulders, drop the jaw. If your heart's pounding, do some nice deep breathing. And I often like to use that what I call the 528 technique where you breathe in through your nose for a count of five hold for a count of two, and then breathe out, counting backwards from eight to zero. And repeat that a few times because then that will reduce your heart rate to a normal heart rate. And then that sends a signal to your subconscious mind, oh, you must be safe because your heart's not pounding. You're not being chased by mad axemen or you're not getting ready to physically fight. So it's it's thinking about how you're feeling about the situation before you're going into it. And if you start to feel yourself getting really, really worked up and, and tense, actually how can I relax my body again because when your body's relaxed then your subconscious mind is more likely to be on board with it and you'll be able to go forward and do the action that you want to to take in the first place I think that's so important isn't it because so often I hear people are so worried about how are they going to deal with their past how are they going to grow from whatever it is that's happened and actually just reminding ourselves that actually how we start is now in the moment it isn't 30 years ago no it's now and isn't that that's what i think you know i'm often talking about is the you know the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between the past present or the future it just everything is a now and then another now and another now and i think you know remembering that is so important and i've had a few people on this podcast who've you know explored that topic in itself i had joel on a few weeks ago and he he's a breath work expert and he was talking about just literally breathing how that changes your whole physiology and everything it's so important but I think you know if anybody can take that right now just listening to you Brooke and thinking about child work and dealing with the past and just to know that your starting point is actually in this minute of how you're breathing and how you're feeling about you and your own thoughts and it's getting curious. Okay, what? Why am I feeling like that? What? What? What am I? What perceived danger am I thinking that I'm I'm going to be in? And when you become aware of that, you can then logically think, okay, well, I'm I'm not in that danger now. So what steps can I I then take? And you can, you know, logically work your way through it. But if you kind of like get your body triggered, your nervous system triggered, you then go into that fight or flight. And when we go into that fight or flight situation, that freeze, we can't logically think because all the energy is going to our major organs to get us ready to physically fight or physically run, which, you know, is a survival mechanism. Because if there's a mad axeman chasing after you, you're either going to want to fight him or you're going to want to run away. You're not going to sit, want to sit there and think, oh, I wonder if I can like, kind of have a conversation with him and calm him down and because we need to take that action 
But once we've actually got a calm nervous system, we can think about responding to things rather than reacting to things. Because when we're in that fight, flight or freeze, we're reacting. But actually, when we're in our logical part of our brain, we're then responding and then we can figure things out and think, okay, right, actually, I am totally safe to sit here and do this Facebook Live. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to have a mad accident come through the door or anything like that is going to happen. And you can then, you know, calm your, your nervous system down so you can then actually do your first Facebook Live. Yeah. And if it's something you're doing for the first time, you are naturally going to have a bit of nerves because we're human beings. And, and that's OK, you know, because it'd be a bit worrying if you felt nothing, because that means you're either dead or you're a, a psychopath so it's like yeah. you want to have that kind of oh okay this is the first time I've done this I'm not going to sure how it's going to go so it's it's really our bodies are always giving us feedback they're always giving us data and, and but we we tend to tune out to our bodies children are brilliant at listening to their bodies because when they're tired they fall asleep when they're hungry they they cry but you know as we go, go along in life we kind of suppress that and think, yeah I'm hungry but I'm just going to like ignore that or I'm tired, but yeah, I'll, I'll just go on for another couple of hours. Or so we we end up not really connecting with our bodies. But once we start reconnecting again with our bodies and listening to our bodies, we then can work with it, and our lives are so much more better, so much more productive as well. Definitely, definitely. And I think it takes the pressure off as well, doesn't it? If rather than feel like we've got this mountain to climb to to maybe free ourselves of something that we don't like the way we behave or the way we think or the way we feel about ourselves, just being able to train yourself to breathe in the moment and, and actually to just, like you say, manage that that um, emotional response, which is normal. You know, I'm always saying it's five times quicker. The limbic system gets involved five times quicker than any logic. Um, just being able to pause and think about that in itself is so, so important, isn't it? I think the other thing that I think is really important to say here is when we are feeling um, unsettled about the past or or anything for that matter, actually having the courage to, once you settle that really um, emotional response, to sit with things, to actually sit with that feeling, because we're so desperate to not have horrible feelings, aren't we, as humans, that we will do anything to get away from that feeling. And I don't know how you work with this, Brooke, but, you know, sometimes I do say to people, you know, just literally sitting with that feeling and see what comes up, just see what your mind might give you. Because as you say, we are all that diamond to use your metaphor and we're all, we've all got that blueprint and yet stuff happens to us, doesn't it? And I think just being able to sit sometimes with that difficultness, and I'm sure that's what you encourage your clients to do. Absolutely. Because we're not used to sitting with how we're feeling and and we need to feel to be able to heal you know all saying that to my clients so but you know especially if you've had a traumatic childhood or or had parents that didn't know how to deal with their emotions they're like oh don't cry don't cry so we kind of pr- suppress that emotion but human beings we're supposed to express our emotions not suppress them and when we suppress them that's when we get you know our bodies are not at ease and we end up with diseases and stuff so it is like allowing that feeling. If you're feeling sad, allowing that feeling to come up, let those tears come out. And if you're feeling angry, let that anger come, come up and come out. You know, because, you know, a lot of us have grown up, you know, especially us women, good girls don't get angry. So it's like, oh my God, I'm not a good girl. If I get angry, that's, that's so, so wrong, you know, and, and men are also told, you know, you know, men don't cry, you know, big boys don't cry. So, so they don't, they don't cry, but actually, 
it's all just emotions. There's no, to me, there's no good or bad emotions. It's just the, the thoughts and the beliefs we attach to those particular emotions that, that make it feel like they're good or bad. So yeah, sitting with them and, and people aren't used to doing that. Cause okay, well, I'll just shove that down and get on with my day. And the more you keep shoving them down, eventually they build up and they have to come out somewhere and they'll come out as a disease. They'll come out as pain in the body. Mm. You know, I work with a lot of people and they'll say, Oh yeah, I've got chronic pain across my shoulders and my neck and headaches. But as they're working with me and releasing all those emotions, they notice that the pains from their shoulders and their, and their neck goes, and they have less and less headaches and things because they're not stuffing all their emotions emotions down definitely i think it's so important as well to hear us you know this conversation hopefully it will help people be able to kind of think about where their attention is so is their attention on their pain and that i.e they've got pain is their attention on their so emotional feeling very very emotional just wherever their emotions or wherever their attention is is a good place to start to to, mm. to sort of get you get your get you moving um along this journey which never ends does it it's just a constant constant yeah, I can remember once a client came to a session I said oh how, how are you oh I've got this horrendous really bad headache she said but I didn't want to like let you down because she was a big people please and she didn't just start working with me so I just turned up I'm like okay I said well we'll we're not worried about doing a session today just we'll just have a chat how, how how's your week been and she just then like released everything that she needed to release and after she'd finished talking she she carried on for about 45 minutes without hardly a breath I'm like okay I said how's your headache now she went oh it's gone because she'd got everything sort of piled up and she was trying to remember everything in her mind and there was so much on her mind she'd given herself the headache because she'd got so much stuff in her mind and she, she hadn't released it or or let it out anywhere and you know that- and I knew that when she, when she'd let it out to me that her headache would disappear yeah. and she went oh my goodness thank you she said, I've had this headache for days she said and, and 45 minutes of you and it's, it's, it's disappeared but it wasn't anything I did I just created that space for her to allow her to to release all that stuff that she needed to release and there's so much noise in our heads and there's so much noise out there as well isn't there that sometimes just having like you say a space to either share it with somebody else share it on paper allow yourself to have a good cry all these things just give us freedom really don't they Mm. ultimately in the long run yeah absolutely because once we understand why our body's doing what it's doing we can then think okay i'm aware of that now and get curious curiosity is a big thing i get on my clients get curious you know you know in People say, oh, you know, I'm really upset because so-and-so was really angry and said X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, get curious as to why that person's angry. What's going on in their life for them to have to explode and be angry? It's not necessarily what you've done, but it's how they're feeling about themselves. And when my clients learn to be curious, they realize it's not all about them and they don't take it internally they think oh okay what's going on with that person's life so it's really getting curious and with ourselves as well okay I'm feeling a bit anxious and I'm feeling a bit worried what why am I where's that come from where's that anxiety come from rather than thinking I can't be anxious I need to like be really calm I need to look confident I need to look like I know what I'm doing but no, get really curious as to where that anxiety is is coming from, where, where that overwhelm is, is coming from. And then when you can start to like dissect it and chunk it down, like, okay, right, 
that makes sense. Like, I, right, I can do this to, to deal with that. I can do that to deal with that. And suddenly, I mean, I had a, a client yesterday who's got to do a big presentation. She said, I'm just thinking of different ways I can kind of really get out of it. So we kind of like had the session all about her presentation. And she said afterwards, actually, I'm really looking forward to doing this presentation now because we dealt with all the things that she was, she was thinking, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if and she was sending herself into a real anxiety panic because Oh my god, this could all go terribly, terribly wrong, you know. So we 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 worked our way through it and she's she's absolutely fine about doing her presentation now. Brilliant. And isn't that just the best when somebody can work through all of those objections and all of those doubts and actually realize once you've cleared the mm. sort of noise, suddenly they're they're looking forward to something. And how often do you hear then people say, wow, it was amazing and it wasn't any, you know, nothing like I'd imagined it was going to be. So, so good. So that's fabulous for her. Brilliant. Okay, so have you got, um, so we've explored kind of some of the, I suppose, just talked about the reality. I think that's the thing that I'm sort of thinking about now. We, we, we're talking about the reality of what goes on in humans and this podcast is always giving that sort of, how to make sense of your mind, really, and your and your behaviours. So we've got some things to think about for people pausing, sitting with with discomfort, sometimes ma- managing that emotional response, which is absolutely critical for anything. Doesn't matter whether it's inner child work or just life in general. What um, have you got? Another little tip that some that you like to use with your clients that you can share with everyone today. Yeah, I've got a great little tip and I'll have to describe it because obviously we're on a podcast. If you, um, if you're feeling really, really anxious, because that's in a uh, way the, the trauma is and where all that kind of your limbic system is in the amygdala at the back of your, of your head. Um, we really want to be in like the, the front of our, our prefrontal cortex. So if you fold your arms and, and actually do like a butterfly tap and so tap alternatively on each arm, keep your hands out straight and, and just imagine a place where you love to be that's really, really peaceful. And that way it'll bring it, bring your thoughts back to the front of your mind so you can think logically about stuff. So then you can work out what you want to do and where you want to go because you, you can't, to tap like that and think of a lovely peaceful place and feel anxious at the same time your 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 brain can't physically do that so it's a really really good way if you're thinking oh I've got to do this presentation I'm feeling really anxious so you can go into the like the toilets or somewhere beforehand cross your arms over and tap on each or if not if you're feeling really anxious and you're in a room tap on the side of your your legs you know either side of your thigh just alternate tapping and just think of a nice peaceful place that you love to be now, mine, I always go to the, the new forest. I love being in the new forest amongst the trees. So, you know, I just go there and it's like, it's, it will bring you back to sort of being what we call being online, being back in the logical part of your brain. So you can actually think, okay, yeah, I'm feeling anxious about this because when I was like seven and I did a school play, that happened and it made me feel like I was, you know, what X, Y and Z. So, that, okay, right. That was when I was back when I was seven. I'm, I'm now 40 or 50 or whatever your age are. That's not going to happen to me today. So you can, you can really think about that logically. So it's a really good way to kind of get your, your, your mind back into the, the place it needs to be rather than working from your fight, flight or freeze. You're actually working from the logical part of your brain. Nice. Lovely. And that, like you say, is something very tangible that you don't have to take any equipment with you. You just, you've got your hands, you've got your arms, you can just very gently just do that. Um, And I think it's a brilliant exercise to just bring you back into the moment. 
Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your thoughts and some of your work with us today. I really appreciate it. No problem. And if anybody's interested, I do actually do a complimentary half an hour call and I'll uh, pop the links over to you so you can pop them in the thread. And I've also got a book that is called You Can Have It, How to Break Through the Self-Sabotage Cycle, which is available on Amazon. And I'll pop those links to you as well so you can um, pop them in the thread if anybody's interested in sort of like getting curious and and it's kind of spiked something in them and think oh yeah I'd like to talk a bit further with that you know I'd love to chat to anybody if anybody emails me I do reply to everybody personally as well brilliant thanks Brooke yeah we'll put all your links in the show notes for anyone so brilliant episode great to just pause and think about my slightly different aspect of the mind and how we can get the best from ourselves interestingly In next week's episode, I'm speaking to Nova Cobbin and we're going to be talking about rebirthing. So I think that'll all fall in just perfectly. So thanks again, Brooke. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.